Yes, but much better. Yes, we have to. Yes, especially, especially. Oh no! See, I didn't. And there you go. Especially as women, you have to What's do a really like yeah, and just really take them to their knees. Um, this is Rhea Butcher, you guys. This is Rhea Butcher. Hello. And guess what, you guys? This is Cameron Esposito right here. Hello. Hello, that's Ryan up in the booth who introduced us, and Megan's taking photographs of you guys and of us as well. <laughs> just we said, you guys. We said you take all. pictures of this audience because I like that there's a couple extra rows on each side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it is also nerve-wracking. You are so <laughs> close to me. But I like that you're here. I feel very centered with you. I feel like you're my target demo in a lot of ways because we have the same outfit on. He has better shoes, though. No offense. Those are solid shoes. You mean because there's blue, blue suede, suede shoes? shoes? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry. My shoes don't have a song. Um, I just have regular shoes. All right. Like our regular, regular boots guy. are made for walking. Okay. Um, it's a tie. They are. I walk so much. Yeah, you do. I, I walk You guys should see the heel on this boot. It's crazy. Yeah. It's. I'll show you guys later. But I it's walk like my... It's like a 45 degree angle. I walk through my heels. See? Can you see? Yes. Okay. Uh, you guys, last week... Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming out to put yes. your hands together. There's a whole bunch of comics in back, and they can hear you as well. So let's, let's give hear it up for them. them one time. Amazing! Um, we are your very talented hosts. I'm doing something a little different because I'm wearing short sleeves on. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing short sleeves. Yeah, on I stage took my too. jackets off, and then I remembered why I had my jackets <laughs> on, which is I spilled water on myself, and I have our dog's fur you have all over so me. So much dog front. hair on you. It's also I'm doing I, just fine. Hey, I'm doing just you know fine. your hosts are lesbians when just one of them says I took my jackets off. Yeah. <laughs> I took my jackets off, the m multiple jackets that I, a singular person, was wearing. Um, yeah, Ria, yep. you got some jackets. Uh, we were, last week, we were not here at the show. Oh, what were we doing back to well, back? Well, yeah, you just did a turnaround, oh, yeah. so I was like, I guess I should too. Yeah. Hey, they speaking of lesbians. The bookends of comedy. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be the other hole. No! <laughs> no. Um, speaking of lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Rachel Maddow, giving it a try. You know what I mean? Just giving it a try. Getting some great info out. Uh, yeah. Listen. It, I hate... I hate... I hate... President. 
I just, he's wasting my time. He's wasting my time. You know why, Rhea? Why? Because he only cares about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his whole thing. Uh-huh. I know it. You know it. Why are we talk? Why are, why are, what else are, what else is going on? It is, that is the whole thing. Like people being yeah. like, you know, what's up? And is it Russia? And all this. Yes. 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 It's Russia. Does he care about, does he, wait, does he not respect women? Yes, bless you. No, no, yeah, he doesn't. Does he, does he hate people of color? Yes, yes, he does, yes. Because yes. he literally only likes money. Like, and, and what's sad about it is imagine being the president, right? Like the president, and you can, you're so powerful, and you're already rich. Like, what if you're already rich, and you're like, you, you find like a genie lamp, and you rub it, and then the genie's like, of all the things... I feel like the genie would be like, whoa, you are super rich. <laughs> Don't know what I could do for you. The genie would be like, I'm blue, because this is the Disney version of a genie, uh-huh. okay. and you're orange. Uh, no. Contrasting colors. What Perfect. I feel like is weird about it is... together really well. You get a genie, you get a lamp, three wishes. What, what would... Hey... Donald Trump, you can have anything you want in the whole world. Uh huh. What do you want? Money. Okay. All right. Wish granted. You were already rich, but now you have more money. Uh, here's your second wish. What would you like? I would actually like money again. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I already gave you money, uh, and you're super rich. Um, so anyway. Yes, um, but you only have one wish left, and so just really be careful how you spend it. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And uh, good one, Genie. Of all the things in the whole world, yeah. What would you like? Um, just it's just money again. <laughs> wow. Huh. Okay. <laughs> like if he was a like if he was like a X Men or uh-huh. whatever. Donald like Trump a, or the genie? That's a great question. Thank you. If the genie was an X-Men, he'd be Beast, obviously. Um, no. Uh, that's very sexist of you that it, you didn't say he's the blue lady one. I can't remember. Mystique? Name. Thank you. <laughs> There's a blue lady one, too! Man, you nailed the shit out of that joke. I really did. <laughs> you fucking served it to me. Yes, I did. So sweet. Why didn't you say the blue one that happens to be a lady whose name are is you what are right you now. what are you a williams sister because you served it hot right <laughs> do you know what i mean are you one of the williamses <laughs> hot serve <laughs> double fault <laughs> uh okay so you were talking about no like imagine like i just feel like if you were like donald trump what would your power be he'd be like I would imagine that I would be bit by radioactive money. Money. <laughs> so what's your power then? I just, I can make money. Well, you already have I so have much. to wear sunglasses or else <laughs> money shoots out of my eyes. <laughs> Watch my hands. There's money claws coming out of them. Because, like, he's going to die. He's going to die someday. 
Probably soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't mean, like, I'm not, this is not a pro- I'm just saying he's like, I don't think he takes great care of himself. And he seems stressed out. He does. <laughs> Do you guys know that he eats meatloaf every day for breakfast? Like, like for breakfast? Eats, yes. For breakfast. What? He also eats it for lunch. Sometimes oh my God. he eats just bacon for Well, breakfast. I would do That's anything for love, but I will not do that. <laughs> Only half the audience on that? Are you too young? What's wrong? Literally, what's wrong? Literally, what's wrong with you? Um, okay, so uh, anyway... He's uncreative. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, clearly. Fucking cure cancer or something. You know what I mean? Like something that'll go in the history books. Make a mountain oh, into going your in the face. history books if we still have them. <laughs> what? Can I ask you guys a question? All of you have liked that tweet on Twitter that other people have well, made. Wait, I just also I'm, that was I love that that was like uh, I love the audience at this show because I think that was offensive. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out to who, like to books? To books? Yeah. They're like, oh, oh no! <laughs> you fucking stay away from the written word. Um, we were on a cruise last week. Yeah, we were. We weren't here at this because we were on a cruise. <laughs> Mixed reviews. Cruise yeah. reviews. <laughs> Cruise reviews. Cruise reviews are in news. Um, we weren't we, working on we this go to, Yeah, we go on this boat that... Uh, I mean, we weren't working on the cruise. <laughs> we're doing this on the so cruise. So what job is this? I don't know. Oarsman? No. No, no, no. I was thinking, like, of mechanics, some sort of arm. Yes, thank you. Crank to the person you, over there. The, the crank The person. crank guy? Yes. On the boat? That's senior crank officer. Ria, I think there's an engine. Yeah, I know, but like there's got to be some stuff. cranks on that engine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we 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 have some friends that are musicians, and they book a cruise ship, and then the cruise ship is a, like a music and comedy festival. So we've done it a couple years, and it's very fun. Uh, I will say, number one, in the past, it's been a bigger boat, and this was a little bit of a smaller boat, um, and I got real sick right at the beginning. Yep. Because uh, I didn't Me have too. my sea legs, uh, and then <laughs> just three days of bliss. Uh, and then when we got back, <laughs> just, I just say I'm sorry, like from <laughs> far away, like from outside. Did you say I'm sorry, man? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you should apologize to that person <laughs> for whatever you did. I, I'm upset about it as well. <laughs> um, this was a smaller boat. Yes. So I was sea legs. sick. Then Three I got my sea legs. Place. Then we got back. We were just gone for six days. Mm-hmm. For the last three days, I had to fall down on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't stand up anymore because then you get used to the ocean. Mm-hmm. We were going to go see Logan. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, we didn't trust ourselves to statically sit in a movie, movie theater seat without I was afraid of sliding be- out and falling on the floor. <laughs> I stood up and I fell down. I actually fell down yeah. in our house. I stood up and fell down in our house and wasn't moving. And... <laughs> You so, really do feel like one of those little cartoon mice that's been stuffed in a barrel of wine and then taken out, and then it's like... <laughs> like, you really are just, like, yeah. little bubbles popping over your head. I know what you're talking about. Dumbo. You're, that's a real dumb... That's a Dumbo reference. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of those, right? Deep, deep Dumbo dive. 
I love that. Uh, how, what, how did you feel about the boat overall? What's your, what was your experience on the cruise? Did you have a good time? I had a great time. That's it. What a funny, no, I had a really what a great funny time. bit of banter, we- Rhea. <laughs> You're welcome. You really kept that one going. You gave me a lot to work with. Yep. You know what they say about improv? No, full stop. Yes. the way to keep a scene going. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you think about the cruise? Liked it. It seems as though I have given you a lot to talk about. No, I'm just talented. I can can work with anything. I can work with anything. Aren't you going to ask me if I like the cruise or anything? What the fuck? Cameron, my dear. Yes? Light of my life. Yes? Woman I married. Now I feel weird because you're being so complimentary. But keep going. But keep going. And talk about if I'm smart. Most intelligent human I've ever met. Stop it. Did you? Okay, great. That Uh, was the final thing? There was nothing. You didn't say anything about my butt? There was so many. And whether it's cute, you didn't say. Okay. They have eyes. Darling dear. (laughs) Light of my life. Woman I am so happy to be married to. Yes. Uh, So smart. Great butt. (laughs) Did did you like the crows? I thought it was okay. <laughs> Just okay, or I'd say I don't have anything else to say. No, um, I thought it was super fun. Yeah, the best great. time. We had the best time. Yeah, uh, we had the best time. If there's lots of songs to sing because there's musicians on the boat, they like to sing the whole time, and I love to do that. I love to sing along with the piano <laughs> in a <laughs> private place. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, I'm getting in the mood. <laughs> um, she loves to sing and sway. Oh my god. Forget it. I'm dancing and you hate that. I don't hate when you dance. I do hate when you dance on stage because there's nothing I can do. It's completely yeah. disarming. Right. As a scene partner, when Rhea's just like, now I'm going to dance for a while, then... Like, I'm just... I don't... It's like... I don't, I've, there's literally nothing to do or say. I'm just stuck. I'm immobilized and I, there's nothing to do. We've had... We've had full fights about this. Like, actual... This is what it's like when you're... People are always like, what's it like when you work with your partner? We're driving home, I'm like, don't dance anymore when we're together. What is this move? I don't know. What are these tiny feet? I have tiny feet. Oh my god. Uh, Have you ever seen someone dance so well to absolutely zero music? (laughs) To to their wife talking about how they shouldn't be dancing. (laughs) That was the beat to which I was dancing. I don't know, Rhea. I mean, I have like a pretty extensive dance background, so I've like kind of seen some stuff. Oh, someone said, like they didn't believe me. No, that was me. Oh, that was you. traumatic i've was, never been in a headlock on stage before wait do you know this story i we're telling it right now <laughs> yeah okay just very quick at the end and yeah, also but I just wanted to say do you like when i don't give you any context I'll and then i just later. say do you know this story 
But I haven't said what the story is yet. Right. No, usually you're like, you know that thing? <laughs> we hate this the most when I go, can I ask you a question? I hate it. My response is always, other than the question you just asked me. And that's why she is so annoying. Because <laughs> I'm just trying to be polite and sort of lay out a red carpet for a question to walk down. <laughs> just put up a little... Can I ask you a question? Step out a, put a little step and repeat for that question to really dazzle the room. I don't understand why your question needs a pre-question. I don't know. Why don't you just ask the question? just how I speak, okay? It's just how I speak, and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> there are some very clear sides. But, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the audience, certain people are very up in arms. Yeah! No! Woo! Speak like that! Um, what was I saying? Oh, the question. Yes. I was... Guys, I had a lot of dance training from the age of 2 to 10. <laughs> but in the middle of that, yes. I got crossed eyes yes. for a lot of my life. And then I had yes. a bunch of surgeries and I had to wear an eye patch. Okay. <laughs> But my first dance performance was right after I had found out that I had crossed eyes for the first time. Oh, no. And so I saw it double. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And my parents were like, we still want her to do it if she wants to. And I was like, I don't. I'm gay. Get me out of here. <laughs> and they were like, shh. Actually, I didn't know those words, yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty didn't. sure I... I think you were... Signed yeah. it. Um, I said to them... Okay, I'll do it. And then my dad said, cool, if you can be brave and do it, I will stand at the edge of the stage. Because I had double vision. Yes. Because my eyes were crossed. I will stand at the edge of the stage, and if you dance off the stage, I will catch you. It's very sweet. Yep. And sadly, I didn't. (laughs) Isn't that pretty sad? I mean, like, I completed the dance. It was great. But we want that family video, right? <laughs> like for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm in like a like a red tutu and yeah. then just And just a dad trying to field a foul ball, just like <laughs> Also just to just to see the reaction of the other kids. You know, cause video game ever. Just to see the reaction of the other kids. Rhea? Yeah. If I had dance off the stage, Rhea? Mm-hmm. Because the thing about... We have to end the bit. <laughs> the show is also a podcast, so they're gonna really enjoy this bit that I just said. Because when you're two, you don't really remember any of the moves. Sure. You're just doing the moves that the other kids are doing. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. So, the best case scenario would have been little cross-eyed Cammy Esposito makes it to the end of the stage, doesn't realize it's the end of the stage, dances right off, ten other two-year-olds follow suit. (laughs) Yeah. Then it's just a bunch of parents going... (laughs) 
guys, are you ready for the rest of your show? Yes, 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 yes. How about you introduce the first comic? Oh, this first comic is so, so funny. And you guys may know this about me, but I do play baseball. Not softball! <laughs> and he plays on my baseball team. Great baseball player. Very funny guy. Friend of the show, Chris Charpentier. Right now, let him hear it! Yeah, I honestly don't give a shit how this goes now because she just said I'm a good baseball player. And that was my original dream, not this shit. Uh, so, it's good enough for me. Uh, how's everybody doing, good? Fuck yeah, uh, me as well. I uh, want to ask you guys, have you guys ever got a bag of weed, bag of weed? What the fuck just happened? I just had like a two second stroke. Have you, have you guys, it was weird. You guys ever bought a bag of weed? There we go. Bought a bag of weed, and uh, you go through, like, whatever your ritual is, you know, and you go through your whole thing, and you take your first hit, and you're like, holy shit, this tastes exactly like the weed I used to smoke in high school. And then you're like, holy shit, I haven't done anything with my life since high school. Fuck. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if it wasn't for weed, I would do everything sober. <laughs> Who needs that, you know? If I, I view me smoking weed, some may say it's escapism, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a constant. But I do it uh, as a, it's a rebelling. I rebel against reality. Because if you're okay with this, something fucking wrong with you. You should, you should get high. I, I'd say like once a month I remember Trump's president. I'm like, oh yeah, bummer. But it's only like once a month. That's not bad. I got some bad news. This was a long time ago, but I got some bad news and uh, it was about a whole money issue and I was super fucked and I got super scared about it and immediately I just wanted to go to sleep. Uh, I don't know if anybody else does that when you get really bad news. You're like, I, uh, I just need to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I think that's the worst fear response in nature. I'm pretty sure. Pretty goddamn sure. In fact, like if I were any other animal, <laughs> hey, let's say a field mouse or something, and I'm running through the field, you know, doing my thing, and I look up, and there's an owl, and I'm like, <gasps> Maybe if I just take a nap. By the time I wake up, my mom will have paid for that owl to leave. That's, that's pretty much how I live my life. Um, sorry. Uh, you'll have to excuse me looking at my phone. I, uh, my wife, we're expecting a baby any second, so I gotta be... Not true, but... But... Nobody gave a shit that I just had to check my set list, right? Everyone's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, also, a great thing for you to do sometime. If everybody, somebody's like, oh, get off your phone. You, my wife, it's a... Any second. They all... They'll let it go right away. Uh, uh, I'm not originally from Los Angeles. I'm from Denver. And uh, while I was moving... All right. Uh, that's cool. One fan. Me and you. I can't tell what gender you are in the dark, but 
Let's fuck after this. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? All right. I'm down. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I, during my uh, moving out process, I had to move, like fly back and forth a bunch to find a place and work and blah, blah, blah. And uh, during that process, I flew from Denver to Los Angeles. Three days later, flew back. And I sat next to the same woman both ways. <laughs> Crazy, right? We didn't say a word to each other either way. That's insane. That's chaos. Just, just think of the overall general dislike for humans. Just all humans that you have to have to not even go, <laughs> weird. Because we did not do that. We did nothing. It became this strange game of like, well, I'm not going to say anything if you don't say anything. And then we both won or lost. I don't know. It was really fucking weird. <laughs> but about a half an hour into my car ride home, I just couldn't help but think like, man, she hates people. I hate people. She hates chit-chat. I hate chit-chat. God, we would have had so much to talk about. You know what I mean? I feel like I really missed out on a good new friend there. Um, that was my fault. <laughs> I've heard a lot of my friends recently talking about, uh, about being feminist. A lot of my male friends talking about being feminists, which is great. I'm, I'm all for that. I personally would never call myself a feminist because I'm not out, like, fighting the good fight, getting people to sign petitions, like, doing it. I just treat everybody the same, like, in my daily life. And I don't know what you call that, but that's what I am, you know? Sure. <laughs> Threesome. <laughs> Me, you, and the Denver person. <laughs> One clapper. Uh, that's great. No, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what I would call myself, you know? I've never really thought too much about it. But the other day, I was walking by uh, a man's truck, and he was yelling into his cell phone, and he said, I'm a man, and you're a girl. You had no right to sell my shit, and no right to change the locks. You need to learn to shut your mouth. So maybe I am a feminist. I don't know. If I fucking, but that's the other option, like, for sure. I'm definitely a feminist. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, I gotta stop and be like, who are you calling? 1924? What is going on? It blew me away. I was like, can you say that again? Because I'm going to quote you on stage, and I want to make sure I get it right. So it fucking blew me away. But, but the more I thought about it, I think truly one of the things that is, everybody does in this country that is truly wrong is we judge everyone too quickly. Way too quickly. And it becomes a very serious problem. I'm not eager enough to think that if you just put everybody who hates everybody in a room together, they'll just get along eventually. I'm not an idiot, but I think it'd be a good start. I think we just don't need to judge people so fast. Anyway, the point I'm making is this guy did say, I'm a man, you're a girl. So he could have been talking to his daughter. And if that's the case, she had no right to change his locks and no right to sell his shit. And that's just a fact. Thank you guys so much for having me. You've been wonderful. Chris Sharpens here, you guys. Let him hear it. it. Took me just a sec. I got to do a little light electrician work real quick. Thank you for your patience. Chris was talking about how he only remembers uh, Donald Trump once a month. 
Uh, so apparently we've given everyone a period. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> You're very undecided on that one. Hey, me too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. A lot of men have told me that they're feminists as well. Screaming it at my face. Still undecided about that one. <laughs> so I went, oh. But I will say there's one thing about the cruise that we didn't get to that I really enjoyed. <laughs> Screaming it in my face! No. Um, we stopped in Mexico. One of the... We, we were on the... In the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> I almost said we were on the left side. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need to visit a foreign country every now and then. Um, <laughs> so, like... So we were, we, they, they stopped in Cabo and it was like a very touristy thing. So we just stayed on the boat, hung out, chilled, relaxed. And then um, the next stop was in a, a town called Loreto with a T, not Laredo. And uh, it was a really cute little town and they hadn't had a cruise ship in a while. And uh, they actually, the cruise put on like a full, like a music festival in the town. It was wild. It was crazy. Like worked with the town, had like a bunch of different restaurants and stuff set up for like like a little music festival. It was amazing. It was really cool. They partnered with the town. They wanted to do it. It was really great. And then the next day, we had a couple hours to go back in. And I was like, I really want to like shop around, maybe get a hat. <laughs> I really love hats. I also love blankets. There's so many blankets. And there's like little uh, uh, backpacks that people had made with like American sports teams on them. <laughs> Which was just like very weird to see like a Packers backpack in Loreto, Mexico. But they were like, we know our crowd. So they did it. But I went into this one, uh, this one guy had some blankets outside and I was like really interested in them. And he was like, well, I have a ton more in the back. My father makes them and they're all in the back. Do you want to come in and look? And I was like, absolutely. So we went inside and he had just like stacks of blankets and his dad was like, watching TV and there was a loom in there and he was the artist and craftsman that made all the blankets. It was really amazing. It's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. I recommend it. But as we came in, he, I was like, do you mind if I just look around? He was like, absolutely. And he sat down on a like a like just a stack of blankets um, to just sort of like watch me. And then he just, as I was going to turn around to look at the blankets, he goes, Donald Trump is just an idiot. <laughs> that was it. That's all. And I was like, yes, yes. I'm going to look at your blankets now. You're very correct. So that's what it's like to be an American in other places that our country talks about shitty. They're like, he's an idiot. And I love it. It's so great. Um, this is very succinct and to the point and not like anything other than just like, that dude's an idiot. And you're like, yes, sir. Yes, he is. Gracias. <laughs> 12 years of Spanish and that's all I've got. Gracias. But I do know the plot to Selena backwards and forwards. <laughs> we would watch it a lot, is the point. Anyway, okay. All right. Do you guys want to see some more other stand up comics who are not me? <laughs> this next comic is a friend of the show. We love it when she stops by. She has an amazing podcast called I Hope We Don't Break Up. Please give it up for Julia Rossi right now. Hi. I live in New York, and uh, there's a lot of catcalling that happens in New York. And I had the longest catcall in my life happen recently. This guy yelled out, hey, beautiful, and I ignored him. And then he goes, friend, and I still ignored him. And then he got fed up and goes, bitch. And I was like, we just had an entire relationship. Like, that was, 
all the stages, so I kind of miss him now. I, uh, I was married once. Anyone else here divorced? Yes. Uh, half of you will be. It's just a statistic, so get ready. <laughs> um, I actually had the nicest divorce ever. I know this because I wrote, I'm getting a divorce on Facebook, and my husband was the first one to click like. So that's how we kept it friendly, you know. I had to put it on Facebook. Everything, it's, it's how we communicate now. Everything online. There's no more privacy. I love that banks still think that our mother's maiden names are good security passwords. I could find all of your mother's maiden names right now. If a bank really wants to protect my money, ask a question nobody knows the answer to, like, what will make my father proud of me? You know, like something that nobody, nobody will ever figure out. Um, with the internet like I I used to stalk my ex-husband a lot online and I've stopped that so thank you so much thank you oh you guys please I pandered for that but I uh, and no one took the bait but I I've stopped that I have started those stalking his new wife so that's you know she's really pretty and I'm very very happy for them but I I thought that when I got divorced I was gonna like have sex with a bunch of people and just really be wild but like I'm not very good at casual sex which whenever I say that I just imagine people in sweatpants humping just being like totes cash you know um I just, I get attached very easily. And the best way I can describe it is, you know, my body is my home, right? And so if I've invited someone in, I want them to stay for a while, right? Or at least come back to visit. That's how I feel very hospitable, right? And uh, some people, though, they just want to hang out in the basement. And I totally understand because the basement historically the funnest part of the house, right? That is where you would have slumber parties and play spin the bottle, and maybe you have a foosball table down there. You know, it's like, fun time in the basement, right? And sometimes people don't want to travel up to the attic because that's where the crazy clown doll lives. And they're like, ah, where are the lights? You know, it's so dark up here. It's It's just, it's cluttered with all these boxes that say dad, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to go through all that, right? That's for you to organize. I I have a new boyfriend now uh, because I don't know how to be alone. (laughs) And uh, I want to spend all that time with myself, you know, Uh, but I... He's great. He's, uh, he's four years younger than me, which isn't a huge deal, but for some reason, whenever it comes up, I feel this need to say to people, like, I'm making whoopee to a little rapscallion. He's like, why, why are you, why are you doing this? You know, oh, you little whippersnapper. You know, like, I don't know why it's not even makes sense, but I, uh, <laughs> but he's four years younger, and I'm definitely more aware of it than he is, and people will say things, usually to women, like, oh, age ain't nothing but a number, and I'm like, oh, that affects your fertility. Like, there is <laughs> science, right? So, and I don't even know if I want kids, but I want to be able to have them if I want them whenever I want them. I just, it's this, it's not fair, is what I'm trying to say. And I do always think I'm pregnant. Uh, and guys, guys love that about me. Um, constantly. The amount of money that I've spent on paranoid pregnancy tests, I could have paid for my fake kids to go to college at this point. Like, I just, 
I want to create a toilet that is just made out of pregnancy test materials so that every time I go to the bathroom, it's like, oh, no, not today, not today. So I'm just go on with my life. But I, uh, I don't know. So right now we, we do the, the pullout because whatever. Oh, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. We do the, uh, oh, oh, and, uh, uh, I feel weird because when he goes to, you know, celebrate on me, um, we clean it up with baby wipes. Very literal. <laughs> it's just like good, goodbye, Giovanni. You know, like so long, Stella. <laughs> just like flushing my future. I don't know if you could tell from that joke that I'm Italian. I don't know. If I am. Um, I'm Italian. Uh, my boyfriend is black. Uh, I'm an activist, and I. Um, I. <laughs> feel the need to tell interracial couples that they have to have children. Like, oh my God, you're gonna have the most beautiful babies. Like, Alicia Keys is just gonna pop right out of me just playing the piano, you know? And uh, and I agree. I think we'd have amazing kids. You know, I would love it if our kids ended up having his big, black, beautiful, curly hair and my, you know, uh, relationship with the police. Like, I think that would be amazing. It'd be perfect baby. But, um... It's really cute because my mom, uh, she's Italian immigrant, housewife, kind of sheltered, and she was asking me what Black Lives Matters is all about. And I explained it to her, and she's so cute because she was like really sweetly trying to empathize. She goes, oh, I understand. You know, last week they do the construction in front of the house. I pulled the car up. The police told me to drive around. I said, I live here! I was like, yeah, that is exactly like Black Lives Matter. So, hashtag Leah Razi if you want to help her find a parking spot. Okay, bye. <laughs> Julia, you guys. Well, she is very hilarious. And as I was backstage listening, sometimes it is like, I think good to be rem- to be reminded that like there can be a connection between sex and procreation do you know what i mean <laughs> she was talking about that and i was like wait why would you be pregnant Like, from what? (laughs) How would that happen by accident? You just... You went to the bank, and then you... Spilled it in the car on the way home. Home, and then you just didn't know. Did anybody here, like, have a lot of friends or slash, was it a rumor in your community that hot tubs were a place that pregnancy could happen? (laughs) That's bad information. 
I'm going to tell you why. Number one, this got to be, you, it has to be more connected than that. Number two, that tub is so hot. Those guys can't swim in there. Well, this next comic, uh, you know what? He is a dear friend of both Rhea and mine. And also just like, what a comic. Uh, just, we love him so much and important to both of us in our careers and just as a human being. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Hi. I did the the yoga story I told years ago, and then it didn't fit into whatever hour I was working on at the time, and I kind of forgot about it. And I was looking through old notes today because I haven't done I haven't done a, a, a new set of stand up in close to two years, which feels wow. really weird. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually kind of in the same zone ish yeah. because. We've been working on Take My Wife, and we're going on in the fall. Do you have dates already booked? Like, oh do my you God, know no. what you're doing? No, no, no. I, this is a very intimidating place to be in. How do you deal with it? You but, go but through old notes. But you've still been doing this show, though. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I don't know that I consider that. That's <laughs> goofing around. Like, it's like not, none of it is like salvageable, and it's not real jokes. See, that's how I feel about, because I, I do these... With my podcast, I do these improvised monologues. Yeah. But it's like, that's not... That's designed to be thrown away, you know? It's yes. just like silly thing that's... that's You enjoy it because it's happening in the moment, but it's not like, oh, this idea has some legs, you know? Right. And I mean, I've heard you do this monologue, and so yeah. it's like... It's like brilliant, but part of the reason it's brilliant is because you know it's yes. a certain stream of consciousness, it's, it's which is the same thing that happens here, where I think yeah. we get the credit of like, oh, they're clearly connecting with each other, and this stuff is from right. this moment. <laughs> anyway, so, um, I thought it went great. I, they were a very nice crowd, and I could not have asked for a, a, a warmer reception for jumping back into this. And I got, but I gotta say, it was it was even just being backstage before the show really put me at ease, and it felt it felt nice and familiar. And you know, it was like going over my notes. I I, I make bullet points. And then I print them up, and then I will make notes before I go on stage yeah. in pen. And even doing that was like, oh yeah, that's right. I know how to this do is this what thing. I do. Yeah, this is my job. Yeah, but it was still like that. This part of it for me, and I'm sure it's the same for most of us. Is you go out with your skeleton, and then you have to put the meat on the bones, and it's like it's not the funnest process. No, it's not. <laughs> Although I will say this. It can be exciting. Oh, Whatever absolutely. the old rush of, like, I don't know yes. what the fuck I'm doing here. Like, that rush yes. sometimes goes away and, yeah. and then comes back when you do learn different skills. Yeah. I don't know. If we didn't like that they moved and did this to begin with, if we didn't like the, like, chemical effect of that. It's of true. I mean, fear. That that certainly is what is what gets us into it. But it's that, it's that thing of after you've been doing it for a while, you know your thing. Mm -hmm. You're like, I have to go through the I part know. where it doesn't go so good. I know. It's brutal. It's yeah. brutal. But I. But you know what? Like I, it was fun being out there, yeah, and good. it is that that high wire feeling is fun because it can because it can push you. You know, it can push you, and 
the, the trick for me always is not to rely on bad habits. Like, I, I curse way more when I'm doing new material. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Of and course. It's, it's a terrible crutch. And, you know, it's always like, oh, I can't wait until I have better words to put in here. Right, right, right. Than, than desperate <laughs> screaming. Swear yeah, words. Yeah, just desperate screaming swears. Hey, you know, I mean, it sounds like... This is advice that the president could take. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just work it out in advance. Try it a couple times. You'll but get better like, words. People like you it. get people better words. words. <laughs> well, uh, it was great to talk to you. <laughs> That's all. That's the full interview. never gone to a workout class in my entire life and I decided like two months ago I would give it a shot and I went to a feminist boxing class that is obviously why I gave it a shot because it was called that and so I went to this class and the first time I went I was like so psyched and I woke up in the morning and I got my period and I was like no I can power through this. I am strong. And then I got there and I did 10 minutes of full on cardio and was like, I can't do this. And I just crumbled into the floor and then I had to watch the whole time, which was real fun because somebody recognized me and was like, hey, aren't you Rhea Butcher? Don't you make a big deal about being good at stuff? And I was like, <laughs> like tough and shit. And I was like, yeah, it's a charade. Anyway, never mind. It's a joke. But I don't like to watch myself, obviously, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to watch myself working out, but I understand that you need to do it so that you are working out the right way. And I was like, just mentally, I went back the next time, and then I had a great time. I did not crumble into a puddle in 10 minutes. I made it through the whole class. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe next class I'll feel really comfortable, and then I can just scooch over and get, get to the mirror. I can just go from here to here and see myself for a little bit, and then you can just really get into it. And so I was like working out. I was like, all right. You know what? Just scooch over, see how your punches are being thrown. Let's check this out. And then as soon as I got over there, I just realized, like, oh, I look a lot more like Moby than I thought I would. <laughs> I just came up with that. <laughs> One more time for Paul F. Tompkins, you guys. Goal achieved. All right, we have two more comics left on the show. Are you guys excited? I am. They're the best. This has been the best show I've ever seen. This next comic is also a friend of the show, and he runs a great show at the Bootleg Theater called That's Gold. Please give a warm welcome to Carl Hess. Yes. Give it up for Rhea and Cameron, guys. This is the best show she's ever seen, guys. You heard it. She said it. I am using that same meditation app that Paul is using but I just started it, and I was back there like, he's bald? <laughs> when I try to do my morning session tomorrow, that's all I'm going to be thinking about. He's going to be like, clear your mind. I'll be like, all right, bald guy. Sure. Fuck. God damn it. That's all I'm going to be thinking. He has such a good voice. He sounds like he's not bald, guys. Also, it's called Headspace. I'm blowing it wide open. That's the name of the app. Good to be here. Um, your guys' body language is fine. I don't think it's confrontational. Were, were you doing something before that was bad? People, on the people listening to the podcast are like, what the fuck were these people doing? Uh, feeling pretty good. I just turned 33, guys. 
Yes, that is the proper response for 33. Feigned enthusiasm. Thank you. You guys all nailed it. Well done. I feel like... Uh, I actually like being 33. It's like a cool age. You know, it's a good age. It's like old enough to know God is dead, young enough to still have neck acne. It's an exciting time. It's a pretty exciting time. I'm just going to fucking lean into it, guys. Things aren't really going well. Otherwise, I've just been, you know, since the election, I've just been thinking about that shit a lot. It's hard to write jokes about it. Like, as a comic, it's like the reality of it is so, it's like a sick parody already. You're like, how do I even, it's crazy. You're just like watching this shit happen on TV. It's like, this is, you watch these people talk and it's just like, you watch an interview with Kellyanne Conway. You look into her eyes and you're, you're like, you can't even comprehend. Kellyanne Conway is like if the phrase, can I speak to your manager, became a person. <laughs> How is that possible? But it is, it happens, she's here. She's talking, you look at her, you're just like, this is, oh God. I, I feel like, I'm tr like trying to put a positive spin on it. I feel like the upside of the Trump era is that there's gonna be like a whole new generation, you know, who become galvanized politically and engaged in a civic manner that they never would have done before, but everything's so nakedly bad that they have to. You know, a whole new generation of political engagement is going to have to happen. And that's the upside. And then the downside, of course, is that somewhere, someone has written, this machine kills fascists on their vape. So... <laughs> You gotta weigh these things, guys. You gotta weigh these things. It's hard to, it's hard to even talk, talk. I mean, you know, we're in L.A., probably, probably don't have a lot of Trump-supported friends out here, but it's, it's hard to talk with them, you know? It's, it's, like, it's very divisive, you know? They'll probably call you a cuck at some point. Actually, thinking about it, that's the people that I feel the worst for in the current political climate. Actual cucks. They're just like, I'm over here trying to watch a guy fuck my wife. Why'd you have to bring politics into this? You really ruined a good thing over here. We were having a fucking fun time. Poor cucks. I think the one thing, this is, my, this is my one big idea. I think the one thing could really help the American political process. Very simple rule. Politicians should not be allowed to wear suits. Think about it. A suit is a powerful thing, you know? It gives you instant intellectual credibility. A suit is like a fucking British accent you can wear. That's a powerful thing. You see a regular guy in a regular clothes talking, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? You see a guy in a suit talking, you're like, his jacket matches his pants. He must know something we don't. Imagine, like, politicians should have to wear, like, fucking cargo shorts on stage. Can you imagine the difference? Has anyone ever tried to lie to you wearing shorts before? You're like, I can fucking see your knees, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Trying to talk to me about tax policy right now? That's my big fix, cargo shorts, guys. I think it really work. I'll take a one-clapper. Was that the same one-clapper as before? That Chris wants to fuck? I guess I can't fuck you. You're off limits. All right, engage to Chris. Oh, man. I'm uh, actively trying to fuck people. I am a single person. I'm out there looking for fucking opportunities. Uh, it's not great, you know. 
dating in LA. It wasn't the same thing about dating in LA. They're like, dating in LA, bro. Everyone's so fake. <laughs> and that's how they say it. They say, bro. They say it just like that. And you know what? Sadly, I have had that experience dating in LA. Like, fake people. You know, fake people. Like, I, th I was hanging out with this one girl, and I thought she was real, you know? And <laughs> it turns out she was just two kids on top of each other in a trench coat. <laughs> I was like, now, now I don't know who to trust. <laughs> Certainly not people in long jackets, I'll tell you that much. On Tinder, uh, it's not great. Um, I, don't even, I don't even really like it. I, I got friends who are all, I don't like, it's like, it's like a chore to me, you know? I like, I like put it off. Tinder to me is like cleaning my bathroom. Like I, I know, I, like I vaguely I have to do it at some point, but I just keep putting it off, you know? I'm like, I don't have to do that, I'm fine. I can live, I can live how things are now. But then like the need continues to build up and I'm like, all right, fuck, it's getting pretty bad. Uh, Better get in there. Um, so then I psych myself up. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm going to fucking do this. I set aside an afternoon. Here we go. I'm doing it. Then like five minutes in, I'm like, well, this is gross. So I stop and masturbate. Uh, <laughs> scattered applause. I see you guys clean your bathroom in the same manner as I do. Good work. <sighs> I brought, I brought the, my, my room is very clean. I brought this one girl home recently. And she saw how clean my bed, my bedroom is very tidy. I guess I don't like to live in squalor, who does? I bring this girl home, she sees how clean my room is, she goes, wow, this room is so clean. This is the cleanest guy's bedroom I've ever seen. Are you sure you're not gay? And I was like, uh, yeah, I fooled you. I bought you two drinks at the bar, paid for our Uber home, brought you out to my room to show you how good at cleaning I am. Look at this, spotless. Now get out, I have to Swiffer again. <laughs> Is that the stereotype? Like, gay people, I don't, like, you know, I've, if, that, if we're going by stereotypes, I am like, I am gay on paper, okay? <laughs> I'm fit, I'm neat, I like white wine, interior design, shoe shopping, and house music. <laughs> I pluck my eyebrows, and I was a theater major in college. <laughs> On paper, I am currently inside another man. Um, but my brows look fucking great. Sarah, can you, can you check them out? I'm gonna need a verbal confirmation. Okay, very confrontational. Paul was right. Was it even the same guy? I don't know. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this. This is something I've been, I've been doing. I don't know, it's, you wake up in the morning, you have all these great morning ideas, you know, and you're like, I'm totally gonna remember these great morning ideas. Then of course you forget them immediately as you wake up. That was happening all the time. So I was like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm buy a notebook and pencil. I'm gonna put it right next to my bed. I'm gonna write down all my genius morning ideas right when I wake up. Then they'll enrich my life in ways I can't even imagine. So I did that, put a, put a notebook and pencil right next to the old bed. It's been there for three full months and it only says one thing in it. And I don't remember writing it. And all it says is, every time you have to look up how to spell McConaughey, he gets stronger. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you guys so much. Give it up for you again. Guys, keep it going for Coral Heads.
One more time. Man, sometimes I get so sad for not queer people when people list the qualities that are gay on paper and it's like, I take care of myself. (laughs) I look good and I have a nice room and I like things. (laughs) One time somebody tweeted me a picture of like a mean, like a mean guy tweeted me a picture of Obama and he was just smiling and they were like, if this isn't the gayest president you've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God, your life is so bad. (laughs) Then you're like, what is fucking idiot smiling like a homosexual (laughs) because they enjoy their lives and they're clean and the rooms are nice. Fucking dummy, dummy, dummies. <laughs> oh, how are you guys making it? That seems like so much pressure. Release the pressure. Do what you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, if you want your eyebrows to be a certain way, like, I mean, he's, he looks great. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, God, everything is crushing us. We're just getting crushed. <laughs> These societal expectations. Especially right now. God, I can't stop talking about him. He's so stupid. Not Carl. The president. <laughs> like, if, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, that's a straight man. And it's like he, like, everything is wrong with the way he talks and the things he cares about. And then he also tapes his tie together. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to find a tie that is the right length if you're 5'4 is fucking difficult. It's very hard to do it. You have to go to vintage tie stores because men used to wear their pants higher. <laughs> and still, I have never taped my tie together because I got class, for God's sake. What is this? Get your shit sh- together. Like, I just feel like if you're coming here to steal my money, and kill people and send them out of the country. Can you at least like deal with your fucking tie? Like, can you at least deal with your tie? It is the bare minimum. These ties are so gross and slidey. They're like a free tie. I used to be, one time I worked at dinner theater and that's the exact tie I wore. One time I worked dinner theater and a guy had a heart attack and it was a murder mystery dinner theater. <laughs> and some people were Irish. Some people were Irish characters because it was called like Murphy's Wake or Flanagan's Son-in-Law or something like that. And so people were like, well, I think it was him. And then we were like, that guy's really having a heart attack. <laughs> and then the whole people were like, this is a very believable show. We can't believe the production value of them actually getting an ambulance <laughs> to come here. Like nobody left. <laughs> so that, that's terrible, right? Okay. 
when with you, would you continue to eat the food? Like it wasn't related. Like he didn't have a heart of a food related heart attack, but if you're at a di- murder mystery dinner theater, somebody has a heart attack while they're eating mashed potatoes. You go home, right? You go home? Okay. So, someone say, oh my God. He, I don't, he was fine. I don't actually know. I have no idea. So that's a sad end of that story. No, I'm sure he was okay. I'm not sure. I just realized I don't know. I just realized I don't know what happened to that guy. Well, that's why we need the Affordable Care Act to stay in place. That's right. A lot of you got nervous at the end there because of death and stuff like that, and this person knew the only thing we can do is laugh. Laugh while they come for us. And come for us can mean whatever you want it to mean. We've been all over the place, haven't we? There's ups and downs, and now we've got one comic left on the bill. And, oh boy. You know what? Real, real story. Uh, last year, I went on the, that, that boat, that cruise. He was on it last year. So I have cruised with this man. And here he is tonight, uh, ending the show for you guys. Let's hear it from my friend and yours, Mr. Solomon Giorgio. Give it up for Solomon. One more time for Cameron Esposito. What a wonderful human being. Absolute delight. All right, I'm going to need you guys to just back up a little. (laughs) I got a wingspan on me. I just want... (laughs) I've never... So personal. How are you guys? How are you guys? How are you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, let's get started. Uh, some people have been having a rough year, I've noticed. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it. I've had a new kind of fun this year. A brand new kind of fun. Because for once in my life, I got to witness white people fuck over white people. <laughs> Finally, it's happened to me right in front of my face. Because usually y'all get skipped over. And it goes right to us. But this time, they're dragging everybody to hell. It was just like election day. I was like, do you want equality or Armageddon? (laughs) You selected Armageddon. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Well, commence Armageddon then. (laughs) Um, Ever since the election day, um, especially on election day, a lot of uh, white people uh, came up to me and apologized. Um, And I want to say now, from the bottom of my heart, uh, apology not accepted. (laughs) 
Not accepted, never requested. It's like a Discover card. <laughs> Nobody wants it here. <laughs> but I know what's happening. And it's a thing that's, like, I love white liberals and what you guys are trying to achieve. Uh, but there's a part of you that I don't care for, and that's trying to be the cool white person. <laughs> that's what's trying to occur. What is occurring is that, ah, other, the, the, the cool white person is like, other white people suck. I'm like, you suck too. <laughs> you didn't fix shit. Here we are together. What are you going to do? And here's the thing. Anyone can be the cool white person. It's a very achievable goal. Just one thing you have to do. Murder a shitty white person. <laughs> I'll wait. I'm serious, if you bring me the head of your racist uncle, I'll let you say the N-word if it's in a song. I don't even care which song. We wish you a Merry Christmas, go for it. Throw it in, you're a good one. <laughs> um, I recently achieved a boyfriend. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, it's been a few months. I do love him. He's a wonderful person. He's white. That's his fault. <laughs> and he doesn't comprehend that I'm not as white as him. Uh, a lot of people don't assume that of me. They just, based on my mannerisms, how I talk and how I dress, they're like, ah, you, you're not as black as everybody else. I am, for sure. 100%. I will, don't do that to me. Uh, and he does things that I, I don't do too often, like he goes to brunch. Uh, <laughs> And I, I will only go with him, it's perfectly fine. Um, but he does other things, uh, like take picture of his food, and that's definitely a white person syndrome <laughs> that I don't fully comprehend. And I let that happen, like go for it, take all the pictures of your food as, as much as you like. But one time he took a picture of my food while I was eating it. Now we're in uncharted territories because he took that picture and placed it on the internet for the streets to see it. Well, there I was, just minding my own business, and out of nowhere I get an Instagram notice, and I pop it open, and there was my black hand next to a crepe. With hashtags, hashtags, y'all. Hashtag good company, hashtag blessed, hashtag lucky, hashtag wonderful boyfriend. What are you fucking doing to me? What is happening in this situation? Look, that's perfectly fine. I didn't lose my mind. Um, but then a minute later after I see that picture, he also sent me a text message that read, I made banana bread, do you want some? I was like, no! Not today, white man! It's an all-black day now. I'm gonna stay here, read Roots, and drink grape soda until that goddamn sun sets. <laughs> he, um... <laughs> my boyfriend is also uh, five foot uh, six. Uh, I am six foot goddess. 
He also thinks he's a big spoon, which is fantastic as well. <laughs> I'm all for it. I let him like hop on in and strap in like a backpack. What do we gotta do? Because <laughs> if anybody walks in, they see me and they be like, oh, Solomon made it. He got a little white man as a pillow. Good for him. But I love being gay. I do a great job at it. I think I've achieved every goal I possibly can. Thank you so much. I was just sitting there one day being black and I was like, you know what? Give me another thing. You guys have been wonderful. Please enjoy the night. Thank you. that you saw tonight. Because that is our show. We are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.